Hello, ladies and gents, and welcome to episode number 43 of the KDH podcast. Today, we are joined by Sylvester Sweeney. Do you know what I nearly said? Sylvester Stallone earlier. <laughs> so, I was thinking about it earlier, and I was like, I do not want to actually say this. Um, so, I so I was literally just... Oh, what is it? I've had worse. Yeah, um, I was literally just on Sylvester's uh, podcast there as well. So um, we're literally doing back-to-back episodes today. Um, so how are you doing, mate? How's how's your day today? As as you'll know, pretty pretty hectic with the the tradesmen, but um, all good, all good. Happy to be on, mate. Thanks for having us. No, no problem at all. So the reason why I've got Sylvester on today is. Uh, we recently connected and we were talking and we're both literally pretty much going through a similar journey where we became fully-fledged online coaches going from uh, Sylvester was a gym owner, which you'll come on to, personal trainer, small group training model, and now he's fully online, same as myself. And the reason why I wanted to do this today, I was actually going to do a solo episode on this, is because already more questions have arised, which so many online coaches will get, is what is an online coach? Like, what is it? And the point of this podcast today is I'm not putting on to bash gyms, to bash personal training, to bash. It's it's more of an insight because so many people go, what is that? And they just assume everything's the same thing. So we're going to come on to a lot of great points today, discussing like what it is, clearing things up. And like I've put in a few points in there as well about like actual dilemmas that I, I personally feel that have kind of been created by like the fitness industry itself within personal training, online coaching, and, and what people actually perceive as, as what these things are, if that kind of makes sense there. So we'll start off. Um, what is your story and what are you doing now, mate? Because I don't actually fully know. I know briefly, we spoke briefly, but I don't know the sort of full background. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll just kind of go to, I'll not go really, really far back. I'll just go to like just before I opened my gym. So I uh, was doing a master's degree um, in product design. And I had no fulfillment for it. And the next kind of logical step was a PhD and an area that I enjoyed design, but I really wasn't fulfilled in. Um, and without going too deep, too fast, um, to be honest, I was I was in a really kind of like toxic relationship. I was I was depressed, to be honest. Um, and uh, I had to take a break from my master's degree just because of my kind of feelings of kind of depression, anxiety. And to be honest, suicidal thoughts. <laughs> Sorry to be so brutal nice. um, from the get-go, but I might as well kind of open up as much as I, I can at the start so people kind of get, get my background. But that's kind of where I'm, that's kind of where I'm at with stuff uh, or where I was at at that point. And then an opportunity came up where my uncle owns a bunch of units in, uh, in Glasgow and one of them was a gym. It's like a bodybuilding gym. And he was like, the guys, the guys basically fucked off and he owed him rent and so because he owed him rent he had all the equipment there and I was like god this is an opportunity but I didn't see it as that in in any way shape or form I just came home from Dundee my uncle was like there's there's the keys for a couple of weeks mate um if you want I know you I know you're dead into the gym uh, if you want to train in that for a couple of weeks so I trained in it for a couple of weeks now I was like do you know what ah this is what I want to do I want to open something like this and so I did, and uh, I had a bunch of money saved up for kind of coming, uh, or f- from kind of life savings to then invest in a flat after uni and stuff. But I just invested it in that, and and obviously kind of learned as I went, like jumped and then learned to fly on the way down, sort of thing. Um. So, but that didn't solve my problems of being in a toxic relationship. Eventually, that ended, 
And because of that, my business grew and I was able to kind of really hone in on the business side of things. Um, and I think uh, what we'll go into later on uh, with the business side of things and being a PT is that they're not correlated enough and you don't you don't know how to run a business and get people results just by passing your PT certificate. So I ran a gym for four years and um, after running a gym, obviously, uh, or when I was running the gym, went into COVID and shut down the gym during COVID. But I always knew in my head I wanted to have a lot of freedom, enjoy holidays, that I wanted to go fully online. Um, but because I had this new identity of being a gym owner, being this kind of known person in the local area, um, that I was like, do you know what? I want to, I want to um, keep this going and maybe do that on the side. But if you ever do anything half-hearted, it's just never going to, it's never going to have the same effect. So I was kind of forced to fully go online because of um, the fact that we went into, we went into lockdown, and because I was getting better results from my clients, and I was like, right, well, this is a bit of a, this is, this is, this is a bit strange. So. Uh, gyms were shut my clients were getting better results than ever went fully online um, and ha- just to be honest haven't looked back and um, the, f- the freedom and fulfillment I get from my own life as well as my clients results is um, it's definitely really paid off yeah no and I can totally agree there as well and I think to really nail it down is making these moves it's like like I talked to people and I actually was given that presentation yesterday at Merck and I always practice like gratitude always write things down always do these different things and I'm actually really happy with the past year. Like I'm like I'm I'm really glad because ultimately I don't think I would be in a position that I'm in now without it. Like I, it might have happened, it just might not have happened at the way it's happened. And and yeah. by the sounds of what you were saying, like I actually had that sort of identity thing where because I, I loved my boot camp, I loved doing it, I loved every part of personal training. It's it's I'm not by any means thinking that it's bigger or any less than it. It's just a part of the journey to where I am now and what I do. But like, yeah. I, I wouldn't change that at all. But I remember actually just thinking that I needed to buy a gym because it had a, a load of members. I just felt as if like I was, did I even really want a gym? Like I was, like, was I, yeah. I, was I just, like, was I just doing it? Because like, you know what I mean? And that's like, we see this all the time with like that. Because I had it at one point at the start of the year. I was like, I'm going to get a facility. I'm going to make it the best facility in Ayrshire. I want to make it in this area. I want it to be like the one that everyone, and I was going, but do I actually want that or am I just doing that because I feel like it's what I need to do? And I always preach this all the time. You have to actually want to do something rather than need to do it. And a lot of us end up going down that line where we're just doing something because we're going through the motions. Same way, yeah. like like relationships going through, people in unhappy careers, people in, you're just going through the motions because it's the done thing. And like, as you said there, that, that I've not really experienced much freedom as such yet. It's so short-lived and I've been so busy and I've been in a transitional uh, period, but I'm so looking forward to having that like freedom. And uh, something that me and Ailey were actually talking about recently is, well, if it allows, is like literally spending like six months in another country purely because yeah. we can do that now. Um, and it's, it's a nice thing as well. And it's nice to know that it doesn't like it, your clients will still get the exact same service. Like you'll just be in a, yeah. somewhere else where maybe a bit warmer. <laughs> yeah. And see, see, to be honest, like see, obviously with majority of clients that come to us, it's not necessarily like performance and all that is a, is an add on for, for them. It's about body. Like initially when they want to, to change this, they come for a body transformation um, initially in their head, whether they get, whether they think they're coming for um, mindset stuff or not, that's obviously an element that we that we give to people, uh, which I guess we'll go into. But I think for a lot of people, like 
that isn't built in the gym. And that's where people probably are maybe, one, they're maybe a wee bit kind of naive with it. And two, they maybe just don't want to accept it. But like there's another 23 hours in a day past that, uh, past that hour in the gym. So um, when like coming from people who have taken sessions or whatever, they're great. They're great for an hour. But what, what happens after that? And if you've not really got an answer for it, then that's probably why you potentially need online coaching. Yeah, like, and that's that's a great answer to that as well. And it really kind of differentiates the two. And I actually was probably saying, like, I found that my best results probably came over the past year and a half. And the reason behind that was because I started adopting more of a hybrid approach to actually training people. Like, I was talking to you about before this in your podcast, I actually sat with people. Like, I started ditching the first session because I just started realizing that, the session was, yeah, I would get someone out in the gym floor and assess their movement to see where they were at. And then I could obviously formulate a program off the back end of that. But the then turned to a point where I was genuinely just spending an hour with someone in a consultation room, helping them come up with a plan for the lifestyle. And then I checked in every week and I was doing all these things. And I just started to realize that, yeah, for some people, they, uh, they could literally be they just need to have certain things assessed. They might find that the, the results accelerate because they are in a good routine and, and personal training puts their strength through the roof. It puts them into a place. But for the best part, most people are coming to you because they're unhappy in their current state, their shape, however things are. And slapping a gym session in there when they have a lot bigger things going on, isn't going to fix it? Like it, it isn't going to fix it. It's just, and the thing is, it's not... And as you said, those those sessions, they might take great enjoyment out of them. They might be like, that was great. I love the way I feel after them. But at the end of the day, when it comes to making someone and achieving someone that like a result that's going to blow their socks off, a result that's going to help them and make them more confident, more ambitious, there needs to be more facets to it than just one hour a week. And I think because of that, and I'm like, I got loads of great results, PT, and but people started to come to you like looking at you as if, See, when I was doing that one-hour consultation, why are we not out in the gym? Like, I need to know how to deadlift. It's I'm worried about hurting my back. And you're like, no, you're telling me that you're really unhappy with your current routine and you don't know how to get rid of loads of body fat, that you've tried all these different things. You don't need to deadlift. Yeah. You need to sort out your routine. And I'm helping you do that right now. And it, 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 and that was one of the dilemmas I started to see. It was people were coming with, with pre 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 was it pre-imposed ideas of what they thought they had to be doing. As I said yeah. already, like the same as how I thought I had to get a gym. It's just because you go through the motions. Oh, I'm really struggling with um, my weight right now. Go and get a personal trainer. And then they don't think about what the personal trainer is going to tell them. They just think that the solution is hiring a personal trainer. And it's the same with online coaching. You still get people that come on. And although that you're helping someone massively with all these different assets of their, their lifestyle, they might not be at a point where they want to make that change and it might not be work for them. But the best part, you're going to bulletproof everything so that it does work for them. And that's the sort of, that's to kind of add in, that is what I would best describe the differences to the two, like the personal trainers. But the thing is, there's no definition to what a personal trainer or what an online coach is. So you can get a personal trainer that literally boshes out 50 sessions a week and does pad work for 50 sessions a week, right? Yeah. And you can get a personal trainer that does 10 sessions a week but provides our clients with this insane service that costs that the cost is reflective in what they do. They literally monitor every single part. So it doesn't mean that one's bad or the other, but because of most people jump in, like most people, as you said, the level three personal training 
isn't going to teach them how to develop a, a system like that. Therefore, the chances are it's nine times out of ten, it's going to be the 15 sessions a week, 50 sessions a week with the pad work that's going to dominate the gym floor. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, that's yeah. what you that's what you see all the time. And I, th- I think I think that's it's it's not a bad thing. And I think sometimes you need to go through that as a as a PT. It's probably just more the fact that that's just the way that our in- industry is. So unless unless they were to start changing stuff and put more of a business element in it, um, then are you expected? You you kind of just have to learn as you as you go and kind of fall forward. Um, so speak with this sort of stuff because you don't get taught it. You genuinely don't. So you need to have a, a kind of drive with business um, and with wanting to actually get your clients a result rather than just using it as like, like, cause I guarantee Pete, like people that are PTs didn't get any PT for the money. Like it's not, it's not a very financial, initially it's not a very financially rewarding job. That's not the reason why they got into being a PT. It's potentially because it's helped change their life and they want to do the same with other people and they just enjoy it. And you'd be as well doing something you enjoy, but when it comes to what I found is that when it comes to business um, is that if your PT is doing 50 hours a week, they are not present like for any other part of it. So you're getting the worst version of them. If they're doing 50 hours a week on the gym floor, you're getting the worst version of them to be your coach or to be your trainer. So by being busy, that's not always necessarily the, the key to success. Maybe yeah. it'll give you a bit, a bit of money in your pocket short term but the key long-term success in this industry i definitely think is fulfillment in both you and your clients but you first i think yeah because you're not going to be able to serve md if you're absolutely fucked if you're literally yeah. like say asking someone for the fourth time in an hour how the weekend was <laughs> yeah that 100 like, you, you cannot tell me that when I used to take 12 hour days and take 10 sessions, that session number 10 got the same set of service same as session one. number one. <laughs> they, yeah. they did not. They did not. And like that's the thing. And it's and again, it's one of those, it's one of those things, as we said, we're not taught it and I'm not bashing it. Um, but again, and, and even within the the online world, there's still people that definitely shouldn't be people coaching people online because they haven't done the they haven't done the learned the ropes. They haven't mm-hmm. been on the gym floor doing this and learning all about the habits and, and the importance of energy management. Because again, that teaches you, as you said, you mentioned it already with other parts of your life, like you, the, the broken, like, what is it? The the broken fix, the, bro- the broken, I can't remember the saying, but like, yeah. <laughs> and if you've been like a rundown, really, really busy personal trainer, like the chances are you can take that learning curve that you've taken and bring it into other people's lifestyles as well. But I suppose it's that sort of thing, like environment dictates that when it comes to when I was in the gym, I just, like because of all the other PTs were chasing sessions, I just thought that's what you've done. So because environment dictates, that's what everyone's doing. And it's the same in like diet culture, fitness, like folk go, that person got results running. I need to run. It's just people just, yeah. they, they don't focus on the right things. And it's like, no, the person actually lost body fat because they were in an energy deficit, which was created through lots of different habit changes. It wasn't just running. The running maybe yeah. allowed them to implement better choices with their nutrition. But unknowingly, that person might have more of an understanding of nutrition than you've done. It's not running that done it. Do you know what I mean? It's not like, and it's the same if folk go, oh man, that, that, that personal trainer must be really, they must be doing really, and the thing is, rightly so, like, 
like I got busy quickly as a PT and it was because I was, I was good. I, I made people feel good. I was, do you know what I mean? Like I gave people good sessions. I gave people good knowledge, but the results weren't amazing yeah. because I wasn't, I was only focusing on that one hour, that one hour. But even, even just sorry to interject there, even that one hour, right. And even if you are providing um, value to, to, to customers or to, to clients, because I, I actually, this is this is where I, I kind of argue with myself sometimes and like, oh, you did, you only focused on that one hour. But I would tend to argue with that because even I still had a, a membership site. I still had the Facebook group. I was still constantly posting content. However, you because we've not articulated it enough to clients at the start, how important that is, then they don't take it as important. So the only people, so I got phenomenal results for some people and some people came to me for years and get no results yeah. with the same information and in small group training and stuff and one-to-one even. And they're like, well, what's happened here? It's because they take the information's there, but information without action is pointless. So the people that are the action takers are the ones that take the, the information you're given and get it. But the people that rely on the sessions are the ones that don't get the result long term. But there's a there's an element in both sides to to take some responsibility for that. So the trainer from not articulating it from the start to say, listen, like this session, the sessions we're going to do is going to be fun, right? But I want you to enjoy them. But we need to focus on these other parts. They're so important. You need to trust me. Um, versus saying, right, okay, well, well, how many sessions do you want to do a week? Three. Okay, no worries. Um, here's your calories. And uh, just follow the stuff in the Facebook group. You're not really telling people how important it is to to start tapping into their head and their their psyche and their habits and their, like that. That just doesn't that just doesn't happen. It's not the normal route for a PT. And I think yeah. until you start to earn your stripes and realize that, then it almost you end up getting an epiphany and start to realize the actual importance of that sort of stuff. Yeah, and that, like as we said already, you're not taught this, and you learn it on the go as well. And then you invest in yourself more, then you learn even more. And it's you, then you look back at yourself six, seven, eight months ago, and you laugh at some things that you were doing then and how you've improved it. And that's class, and that's how everyone's fitness journey should look as well. But yeah, as it's a bit. I think because of that, it's now got to a point in some cases where some people are so confused when their personal trainers telling them about literally planning their day, writing things down, and they're like, you're meant to be showing me how to do a deadlift. Mm-hmm. And then you're sitting going, no, but you've just told me that you roll out of bed in the morning. You've just told me that you've got absolutely no en- energy for your day. Yes, coming in and training, lifting weights, you you see results. And I've had clients that, because of the genetics, because of the makeup, because of the, they just, they get results with absolute minimal effort. I've actually got a client now and he'll probably listen into this and he knows, he knows exactly who I'm talking about. He literally put in minimal effort and achieved good results. And I was telling him the other day, I was like, I'm actually so excited to see your results now moving on to this online platform, stripping everything back. And already he's accelerated more in a month than he has in a year. Like more in a month than he has in a year because he started focusing on the other 24, 23 hours. And because it was taken from a different perspective, he's, he's going to completely change every single part. And that's, we spoke about this in your podcast as well. Not everyone's at a point. It can take longer for some people to, for the penny to drop in its class. Like, but some people get frustrated by that. And it's like, oh, that person done that. And, and because they see something else working, they start gamifying it and they're like, I need to be doing that. And I suppose it's like the weight thing. If someone loses some weight and they're like, my friend done that, that must be the best way to do it. I'm going to go do that as well. Why have I not lost any weight? And then you start to, 
people, I suppose it's like, I used the example in yesterday's presentation saying, it's like basing your day on how much money you earned. Isn't it? Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, a, it's a really rubbish like way to look at things. It's like starting to look at things. It's like going like to your friend, oh, how was your day today? Oh man, I only earned 30 pounds today. Oh, how was yours? I mean, it's just class. It, it, it's just, an, yeah. you start to go, it's an outcome that's controlled by other things, but you're letting the wrong things like literally skew your focus. And it's the same with like results and how things work. And as we said already, I'm the sort of person and probably with yourself, Sylvester, like if you went to a, a coach, imagine you were like really, bit, really busy with your business right now and you're building your gym and your garden like you are right now. And you were like, I've kind of fell away for training a wee bit. I need a coach to hold me accountable. Like I've got a coach. And to be honest, my coach uh, that I use literally just programs for me. And he, we, we touch base every once every couple of weeks. It's not a very formal thing, but personally for me, I, I don't feel like, like just personally that right now I'm at a point when I need to be held that accountable in months to come when they, in a few months, when I stop my Ironman, I'm going to actually hire a coach to literally do everything for me because I want to get into the, the most insane shape I've ever been in my life. I've said it already after my Ironman, I want to be like, just, just get ridiculous. And I want to, I'm going to get a coach when I do that because I know that it will just take away any stresses that I have. But I'm just saying right now, I'm still training for an Ironman. And to be honest, I just, I've got a program and that's enough for me right now. So everyone's at different points in their own journey when they need things. But like, that, this is what, again, it, so it's just kind of tying in that just because someone got results doing it doesn't mean it's the answer because we're all wired up differently. We all have different expectations. We've all got different mindsets. We've all been brought up with our own limit, own different limiting beliefs. I mean, we're all being brought up in different households that have taught us certain values. So you can't just say that, do this. That's what it is. It's not just as simple as, but I think that's where yeah. I can't, I've went off on a major tangent here, but like um, the, I think the, what I'm trying to say is if you get someone to help you look at the 160 hours in the entire week versus someone looking at one hour a week, you see a better, you see a better result. And that's from what I've seen. And as you said, I used a bit of a hybrid model where I did check in where I, when I was doing coaching, because I seen that just showing up and just seeing somebody for one hour a week did not work. Like it did it, yeah. for me, like it worked a bit, but not that good. Do you know what I mean, it was when I started putting these other things together, that's when I started saying, yeah, this actually works better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's obviously like, I don't know, had you, had you had any questions on like, because I, I, I don't want it to be bashing, you know, one, one to one completely, because no. there is things obviously, I don't know, did you have any questions? So on that, that was the next part. So the next part was going to come on to his pros and cons. And I, I kind of wanted to come in because it sounds like I'm going heavy on that. The one thing that I have personally noticed is I really want more people that have a baseline of knowledge behind them that are, that have a bit of train knowledge because the hardest thing is you cannot you cannot articulate a difficult movement like there was things like I used to spend hours with some people nailing down movements and it can take eight to twelve weeks to get your deadlift bang on and unfortunately if you aren't there you're never going to be able to give someone that level of exercise knowledge if you aren't there you can articulate it with a million different videos however you yeah. can you can't like. There's certain things that you cannot do online that you can do one-to-one. -one. Like you can't articulate someone's intensity online. Like you can't go yeah. like that. That's failure. Like you can't just like, do you know what I mean? Like there's, you yeah. can't be like go to failure. Like, but at the same time, it's the, it's just that as well. That's one of the things that I've already found is like, I go, oh man, it'd be good if I could just help that person there. But I'm like, but that's not what I'm doing. No, it's, it's different to that, isn't it? It's at the end of yeah. the day. 
So, so this is where, so like for instance, um, he might even be listening to this, right? I had a client who's actually my old flatmate get amazing fat loss results, um, really changed his kind of habits or whatever. Uh, lost, can't even remember how much weight he lost, but life changing results. And you wouldn't even look at the same sort of person. But then we got to the point where um, he ended up leaving the program to go to one because financially whatever he couldn't do two things but he wanted to progress his lifts and his like that was his focus and to be able to do these things properly and safely and stuff like that and if your goal goes beyond kind of like if, say you've achieved the fat loss results that you've that you've always kind of wanted and you you feel a lot better in yourself and you're able to maintain it i think that's the thing don't just go and leave a program and you've not even lived this sort of kind of new body for a while um then there's a there's definitely a space for wanting to do one-to-one versus online. But if you're if if I said to you, pick one of these goals, right? If one of the goals is looking better, leaner, and feeling better, being more in touch with your daily habits, feeling as if you're more in control of your life, or do you want to get stronger and have a kind of better deadlift? And if you pick the, the first one, then online coaching is probably the way to go. However, yeah. if you pick the second one, then probably you're already you've already got these fixed anyway, and you just you just want to continue and get better at that specific thing. So there's a time and a place for both, and uh, it is it is just a case of like, is it really that important to to deadlift right now? And we need to focus on this other stuff, or should we start kind of getting those things right and then uh, cross that bridge when we come to it? Yeah, no, I totally agree. And one of the things that like I've had clients for for years, right? When I was at a client that I just literally finished up with one to one, Jane, for nearly four years. That was my one of my first clients, and like we like Jane loved the sessions. She just she literally got like crazy strong, achieved trans transformations more than once because obviously that's life. You don't just get lean once and stay it forever. You don't just like get into a shape like can, your condition always changes throughout the entirety of your life and like that's the thing it's like one of the things that like and and we obviously it was sad saying bye to that at the end it was like, a really nice friendship we had as well within the training but like at the same time there's, there's dilemmas that come with coaching as well and i've seen it and it's one of the things i'm talking openly now openly now with the guys online is my job is to get you self-sufficient like that's my goal is you like i yeah. am the, the last point of contact like ultimately someone can still go to coaching in the future, but with the people that are coming to me with these problems, like I am the, I'm giving you everything. And the hard thing is, is when you go to a coach with all, like you, you've done it like with a, a business mentoring, you've probably had coaching as well in the past, Sylvester. it can be a hard thing letting go of it. However, I think now one of the things that I'm saying is from people when they literally work with me is look, you're, you're going to be solo. This is the objective of this. And I think that you install that confidence. Whereas sometimes I found when I was personal training, personally, uh, because you are chasing your tail, because you had no model, you were massively dependent on returning custom. Do you know what I mean? Like that was like one of the things as well. Yeah. And uh, it's a fine line between like, like, and we, I remember I had the, the conversation with Jane once and I said like, we're not doing like, this isn't like, I remember being like, you have complete confidence to go and do what you do. She genuinely invested in me because she loved personal training. Do you know what I mean? Like she loved coming yeah. from a session on a Friday. Like that was a big part yeah. of her week. And I think this is a line that some folk get into. And I've had it with clients and they're like, where it's different though, where they, they feel that they just need to keep investing into 
personal training or online coaching because they feel like they are completely dependent on that person and that should never ever be the goal there's going to be an element of that there though because if someone comes up to you Sylvester online for six months eight months nine months and they achieve an insane transformation they're still going to feel strange leaving you aren't they they're going to be like you've got me to this place I've never been in and I think installing that in someone from day one is kind of important now like that to me about a personal value now is because it almost makes the journey like it puts an identity on them that you're giving them the powers to be like, you're going to be in insane shape. You're going to be at a mad level of fitness. You're going to, whatever your, your coaching style is, but you're going to, the goal is you're going to be doing it on your own as well, which is exciting. Whereas I was never clear on that yeah. when I started personal training. I think that almost doesn't really clear up what the, the objective of what someone's there for. It's like at the start of a presentation, you give, you, you give a clear insight to your intentions. Like so when you give a, yeah. you go, what we're going to do with the day is this. And I think that's one of the things that I've only even learned in the past little bit of online coaching. I even said it in the past year of personal training is you can come to me for four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, a month, like f- four months, you will take what you take from me. And then you will go on. You Like that's the, that's the goal there. So yeah. I think that that was a big change. And when I started seeing people getting more results was when you're clear on that because folk go, right, I get what this is then. Whereas if you're not clear on that at the front end, folk can end up being like, what am I actually doing here? Like, I don't really know what I'm doing. So, um, yeah. And I think it's important to, for the coach to be, when when that happens, like I've had, so I've had clients leave that weren't ready and I just have to let them go. It's their own choice. And I've had clients that leave that weren't ready and I almost had to push them over the line um, that I just felt as if you're ready to leave. And I'll completely be honest with people if they're ready to leave because one, I'm in a position now where if a client leaves, I don't panic. It's just a case of, well, I'll get another client and like my business is growing and you're in a similar position. So it's a nice place to be in. And it also allows you to kind of look look at it from a different perspective and not look at it from like, oh my God, they were they were a client and what I'm going to do, my business is falling apart. Whereas that's probably the way that I used to look at it was pre- like previously. Whereas now you look at it from more, right, what do they need? If they need, they probably still need a coach because yeah, they might have got this fat loss result, but they, they've not lived that person yet for any extended period of time they've, they've, they've no idea how to track calories and maintenance without actually tracking them living their life kind of day to day fitting things around their habits and they're very numbers focused right now and then as soon as something's thrown in the mix I know that they're not going to have the mental capacity yet in order to maintain that result or even to, to an extent so I would be very kind of seldom want to let them go because I know that they'll end up coming back or, or go somewhere else because they've not seen it out yet. Whereas if a minimum of six months, it could be up to a year or two years before someone ends up, as we spoke about in, the, in my pod, podcast an hour or two ago, about the penny drop, and it might take a year for that to happen. But then when it does when it does drop and you are at that point, then potentially you don't need, you don't need a coach. But just because you don't need it doesn't mean it's not good to have it. I don't need a coach, but I've got, I've got three coaches. So it's just a way that I enjoy having it there because it's a it's an accountability thing. So one, when you sign up to a coach, there's knowledge that's needed, right? You need knowledge and you need someone to hold you accountable. After a certain point in time, it's not really knowledge anymore because you know the stuff. It's more accountability. Yeah, and that's like, you always hear it as well when people kind of bash like any coaching of any kind and they'll say like, you can get that online or... Like I could show you how to do that. Like you tend to get it, young guys, 
early 20s, you know what I mean? They tell their friend they've made an investment into coaching and their friends are all like, why are you doing that? I can show you how to do that. <laughs> and yeah. uh, you're just like, it's you just see that coaching isn't just about giving someone a program. Do you know what I mean? It's literally like, like some of the conversations I have with clients recently, like in check-ins when they're on their first few weeks are pivotal moments that if they didn't have me there and they would have probably gave up, like see where they were at. Like they've maybe done, I don't know like, where it's something they've, they've went, they've, they've went back to something that they, they changed their perspective and went back to a way they used to look at things and my clarity and my experience to just go, right, that's normal. Or like, what are you going to do about this year? Or why do you think this has happened? Is the is one of the most crucial points in someone actually going, right, I could have packed this in. And you can actually feel it. You can actually feel like it's such a hard point as a coach to step in at that point and go, am I being a dick or am I being straight up? And the thing is now, I just always put my foot down as soon as I sense it. And I'm usually bang on, <laughs> like, like yeah. usually absolutely bang on. And it's and it's a hard one because and see when people say things like you can get that online. Any of my clients listening, and anyone that's been at that position with me will be just be like totally resonating with them because they will. Yep, that probably would have been the point where I would have went went back to my old self that ultimately led me to where I was in the first place. And that cannot be replaced by a robot. That cannot be found in a spreadsheet or a word document or a PDF. And like, and I'm not just saying it's just about helping folk relapse. There's so much more to it. Like you can help someone and guide them to a place they've never been. You can provide them with a belief system that literally makes them go here. I've actually got way more potential and I've been doubting myself for so long. And there's so many facets to it, man. But like, it's, it's just, I love coaching. I really, really do. Like it's, it's and I, yes. like, I've loved making this move online recently because it wasn't that I didn't fall out of love with it at all. But I've always like there's not been many points throughout. You always hear people talking about where they fell out of love, and there's not been many points where I'm always been quite a driven person to show up relentlessly. But like it's really, really made me go like I felt very content recently because I know that how much this is actually changing folks' lives more so that the impact that I can have on more people's lives is is much harder. That's what I've found in. For some people, they may not agree with it, do you know what I mean? And, but I'm just talking from my experience here. And I'm not like every, I've done, I think I've done 4,000 hours of personal training or something. And like, I, I love it. And I wouldn't like, I think that so many people should be a personal trainer. I remember actually saying that from right at the beginning, like so many people need to be there. Even when you see someone like swinging about, doing something wrong, they could be getting way more bang for the buck and literally investing in a month of coaching, which is like the guts of a hundred to 150 pounds could literally save them an injury, six months of shitty progress. Do you know what I mean? Like for a hundred quid. I mean, how many yeah. folk throw that away? Like they, they literally hundred to 150 quid. It's nothing. Like it's absolutely, because I used to go, oh, it's a luxury. It's not really like at the end of the day, you wouldn't imagine, like imagine how shit drivers would be if they all taught themselves. Imagine everyone taught themselves. But like being in India, do you know what I mean? If they were like literally beating the horns yeah. and going mental on the roads. That's what the roads are yeah. like, and that's I always use yeah. that example. That's what a lot. That's what gyms are like. Gyms are like mm. full of people just absolutely winging it, and there's nothing wrong with that. But like, it's I, I honestly like I think that if you've got and see to be honest, I used to say it, and I sort of trend lately on it. Okay, most folk have the money to do it. Most folk in Scotland yeah. sniff gear at the weekends. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they literally spend hundreds of pounds in cocaine at the weekends and, and booze and things. So. 100%. I don't even like, I just say it brutally now. I'm like, you're being stupid if you're struggling, frustrated with your training and you're not doing it because 
most of the population do that, and so therefore most of the population can 100% involve, pay for coaching. Do you know what I mean? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, aye. But you, but you can't pay for coaching and still sniff coke at the weekend. You need, <laughs> you need to give one of them up. So that, that's probably what they're telling you subconsciously, is that I'm not prepared to give that up. <laughs> but no. uh, but I, def- I definitely think, and see, you were talking about winging it, like majority of PTs wing it, and I, I don't blame them for it. Um, but you need to have some form of, I think you have like two, two mindsets. You have like, because there's PTs that I know that have been PTs and they're now almost like, like middle-aged men and they're terrible PTs. That they, like even their knowledge with like, nutrition their knowledge with like um their knowledge with training even um i'll always remember this one guy that i was in the gym and he told me to um to basically if i had a, a weaker side right this was on the barbell right not even a dumbbell uh, if i had a weaker side to put um an extra like two and a half kilogram plate on one side and and then press with that and then that'll make that side a lot stronger and it'll catch it up and i was like or just or just use dumbbells whatever but like um <laughs> But, but yeah, so like you have people like that and he'd been coaching for 30 years or whatever. So you think, right, well, I've earned my stripes. I've, I've done this for 30 years. So just because someone, they've stayed in their comfort zone for that period of time and that's what they think a PT is. Whereas like as coaches, we need to do stuff like this. We need to do podcasts. We need to, to change people's perspectives and people's opinions on what actually they might need. Because at the end of the day, I, I see it as if you're doing people a disservice if you're not alluding to that sort of stuff um if they genuinely want to change their life you're taking even if it's only 150 quid a month right people have been paying that for years and then that adds up to thousands of pounds and then the thousands of pounds that they could have spent in one of our programs um and actually change their lives rather than change their sessions if you know what i mean yeah and i think it's that like people start to the the this is one of the things that i found and it was like I found it with my my boot camp and my, it was one of the reasons why I made the change and I, I openly spoke about this was because people were becoming confused in my offer. They were like just so yeah. interested in how much sessions cost and and of course financial investment is is very very important. You need to be at a point where you have to be able to afford it. Like if someone's on minimum wage and they have a family and their partners on minimum wage or whatever, they're not going to be at a point where they can probably do it. However, I've had people that have came and worked to me changed their life because they knew that making that investment would put them in a better place. They then changed their careers. They then got happier. So you could look at it two ways. You could look at it like, here, I do have some spare money right now. I could throw it at this. And you see it with people that have got very successful businesses where you hear that they're on to their last pennies. And like I had Gordon Rennie that owns uh, Grow, um, which is a, you heard of Grow before, Sylvester? Grow. What what it's, is that? I it's like just a cafe and it's a cafe and often mate, but folk come from all over Scotland to like go to it, right? Yeah, right. I think the guy I think he's a millionaire now. Like he's it's and I've had him in the podcast, a very, very successful businessman. And he spoke about how like he was like he was like living with like no carpets and all that, and like literally poured all his money into it and was like mm-hmm. like but ultimately it's now led him to where he is. And and that's what I mean. Like for, it just depends where your values lie and what you do, and it's like that's how, like, I think that's the sort of, when it comes to, I know that's a bit off topic, but it's like money mindset, isn't it? Like how you choose to like, like how folk choose to see what, what that could do for their life. Like I, I feel like sometimes I speak a different language to people when I'm talking about what you would invest into your business or what you would invest into yourself. Like for me, actually the conversation with my pal the other day and my client as well. And I was talking about like, if, when it comes to myself, like see when it comes to, 
Ironman or business or anything that's going to ultimately put me, my girlfriend, my family in a better position. I've got no limitations to what I would spend myself. Absolutely none. And it would probably make some people sick. Like if they actually was and, and like, but at the same time, I don't actually like, but see if I wasted money, see if I like gambled a hundred pounds and lost it, I'd be raging. Like I'd be livid because I feel like I'd, I would, I would actually thrown the money away. Whereas if I know that it's ultimately going to put me in a better position, it changes everything. Like I actually go like that. No, there's no, I don't mind at all then. Like if I go, oh, that, that bike will make me faster. It costs more. Right. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. save up and do that. I'm going to invest into that because I know that yeah. it's going to put me in a, it's going to make me happier. Do you know what I mean? And I yeah. think that's well, a, I'm going to play a little devil's, devil's advocate here. Right. And kind of go from the client's perspective. Cause I do think that sometimes I, I completely empathize with where they're at because like, See what you're talking about there, and like we're saying that we are giving you the roadmap to genuinely change your life, right? But we could be genuinely just like really good salesmen, and yeah. they could, you know, you're saying you've you've chanced that and you've 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 betted on whatever you betted on. Let's say for instance, you betted on red, you lost it, and you felt like an idiot. I know clients that have came to me, um, and they've seen all my results or whatever, but then all of a sudden, when push came to shove, it's not a it's not necessarily a, a belief issue that they have or they don't. It's because they've been screwed over before by other coaches and they promised them the world. They promised them the nutrition plan they might, and they've not actually delivered. And I think that's the really difficult situation is that you have people that genuinely are changing lives and then people that are just doing it for Instagram. They're not really. Yeah, no, I know not. And it's, it's not really even devil's advocate. It's a really good point because as we said already at the beginning, there's no definition to what a personal trainer actually does do you know what I mean like there's no there's no actual there's no like you don't go to like personal training school and then like get your get your like award at the yeah. end of your graduation and be like you can now deliver this service like it's like upon yourself yeah. to do that and I totally do get it and it's like but at the same time it's like I would like to think that if you were in a position where you were in like you had enough credibility for someone to understand that and enough testimonials and enough of a community to see it because yeah like I think it is a, it's a key thing to remember. If you are going to make, if you're going to step into coaching, if you're going to go for it, look at the person, what they do. If they don't have like an active social media, if they don't like have any results, if they, you've never heard of them, if they like, I get maybe the brand spanking you and someone needs to start somewhere, but if they've been in the game 10 years and they're like, nah, don't do that. They're probably not a good coach. <laughs> like, yeah. like that. that's probably a good guess that like, You've been a PT for 10 years and you refuse to post on social media. I well, nothing. <laughs> also, look, look at, like, imagine you're talking about online coaching. Have they got an online presence? Like, they'll have to have millions of followers, but have they got an online presence? Do they show up daily online? Do they inspire people online? Do they show results online? How are they? So, how are you expecting them to show you what to do online when they're not even showing up online themselves? So, I think that's probably yeah. the way you need to go with it as well and choose like, well, if they're not even showing up online themselves, how can I invest in them as an online coach? Because I know that there's plenty of good personal trainers out there who don't really have any aspirations to do all the mindset elements and stuff and just really enjoy like doing their like level four and their strength and conditioning and all that sort of stuff. And that's a completely different, but I, I almost, I do, I genuinely think that's like a completely different job. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. If it's just purely focused on, it, it is definitely. And I think the route that, me and you and a lot of other people went down is that sort of holistic approach of helping someone improve their entire life. And I'm not saying that won't like training is like training ultimately 
changed my life and led me to where I am now. And at the beginning, I didn't realize it, but it started off with the bro split. Do you know what I mean? It started off with winging it with my pals. Like it started off with the scoop necks and the, and the, the do you know what I mean? Your, your really, really loose tank tops. And ultimately that's how it looked like to begin with. But that that's that's the beauty of it. There's no road. So it's not saying there is a right or a wrong, but I think that's a, a really good sort of point to kind of add on to there. Like, it, like I, I suppose it kind of ties in as well. Like you wouldn't go to it, you wouldn't go to like a personal trainer if they were like, if they weren't in or they had been in some kind of decent shape. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it'd be like going to a hairdresser with really bad hair. Do you know what I mean? Like, a, <laughs> like, a hairdresser, like, with really, really greasy. Like, they, look like they got their daughter to cut it. Like, do you know what I mean? Their yeah. five year old daughter to cut it. You, you'd be like, I'm probably not going to go to them because they don't take much pride yeah. in their own hair. And I'm not saying you need to be like, chiseled abs you need to be four percent body fat literally you need to have veins in your stomach yeah but like, i remember that was a big thing when i started off it was like um i actually had these pressures because i remember there was like this 18 year old girl once that was like to me you don't look like a personal trainer <laughs> i remember i was like oh my god man and like I, i'm not a personal trainer because some like 16 year old girls like 18 year old girls like you don't look like a personal trainer and i was like maybe I don't what do I need to look like what do I need to do and uh, like there's a lot of pressure on that and I, I do I do get it um especially if you're early early stages but like I think I think for for people that are at early stages this is where I think a lot of the time that whole comparison side of things like you do have to earn your stripes it's like any you don't expect to to go into any industry and all of a sudden be the man or be the woman like you need to earn your stripes and you need to go through the kind of like the hardships of, of being a PT in order to realise that that's not what you want to do or that is what you want to do. Like, there's a lot of people that, like, because there's a lot of information out there in the online world. It's like, yeah, this is how you get to the next level or this is how you do that and, like, mentorship programmes or whatever. And then from the start, I really just genuinely feel as if, like, why not train some sessions for free when you first start? Or why not? Because that then that builds, like... Because initially, when you first start out at something, you you don't have enough belief in what you're doing to charge a premium amount for it. It's only that builds over time. So I think a lot of PTs, whether they're online or whether they're in person, do need to kind of suck up the fact that initially, if you, all you've got is time, build that first, and then I'm sure the rest will follow. Yeah, that's what I was saying to everyone as well. Yesterday, when I was going from a presentation, it was like, the quicker you accept that when you start your fitness journey, it's probably going to be pretty shit. The quicker you just get your grow because it, I always use the comparison like to like workspaces. No one went into the workspace and assumed that they would just be a master at the work. They accepted that it was going to be uncomfortable, rubbish and, and crappy at the beginning, but they know ultimately in a few months down the line, they're going to be in a better place. They're going to be doing the, the processes that they stressed them out initially will be able to get done blindfolded do you know what I mean and that's it's the same way anything else so yeah like the 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 as I said at the beginning of this podcast today the, the objective was never to bash one or thing it was to give a clear perspective on everything and I feel like we've done that there's pros and cons to both um, and I think that's like anything else like at the end of the day everything's going to have a pro and con but that wasn't the, the objective of this to just go that's good that's bad it was just to give a bit of an insight because it's something that Recently, I've been getting asked a lot on. It's something that I've been getting asked, why did you do that? Like, that was good there. Or 
what does that involve? Or I'm a bit confused. I need this. So I was like, you know what? I think doing this podcast today would obviously settle a lot of these things. And I can, you'll probably be in the exact same situation, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, cause this is what I think people need to hear sometimes. And like the, they, they, they hear what they want to hear a lot of the time, but sometimes you do need a, a straight talker in your life. You need people to tell you really what you need to do in order to get that result. Otherwise you're just kind of like, you're just kind of hoping and then hoping that something sticks um, long term and you'll fall all you're, like you're, you're going to be constantly kind of falling. You, you're going to be thinking it's falling forward, but you're, it's just going to, that's all that's going to do is keep on kind of chipping away at your um, motivation to want to go back and do the same thing again. Like people are like, I need to get back to it. I need to get back to it. I need to get back to it. When realistically probably just by, because I genuinely, I, I'm picking these numbers out of thin air, but I genuinely think that a good 80% of people, maybe more, would be better starting off with an online coach and going on to, uh, and then going on an in-person versus the opposite way about it. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that because essentially that's what you spend the first while working on anyway. That's what you would, like all that stuff that the person, and if that person was going to do that, but a really good point to just kind of, I feel like round everything off because there's so many things here we've been speaking about. But today I was chatting with one of my clients, Miller, and he was talking about how he recently invested in some golf, um, would you call it, lessons. And I think his pals were like giving him a hard time for it, going, why are you doing that? Nobody does that. But he was like, see, to be honest, Christian, if I hadn't done training with you, I wouldn't have done that. And he's like, and I'm going to learn how to golf quicker. But like, yeah. that's a great example of how it changes your perspective. Like, it allows you to do I, things that's like, like probably like if you're willing to to get pay for actually pay for help, pay for someone to show you to get the best result, whether it be online or personal training, that's going to accelerate you in other parts of your life. You're going to be more willing to put your hand out because especially guys, so many guys are just hell bent on not asking for help. They will just they'll mm. try and brave everything themselves. They'll do everything, and and I'm not even talking about like it actually makes you more likely to understand. Like I was having a conversation with my client the other day about like, cause uh, a PT that I know had went to a psychologist and I was going, I would actually, I would go to one to have a chat and we were talking about it and I was going, but see if you asked me that four years ago, I probably would have went like, I'm no loony. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, whereas now. That's, I, it's just that closed minded attitude, isn't it? Yeah. It opened, like, I feel like when you invest in yourself, it opens up a, a limitless door of opportunities that let you see other things that you didn't see before. Like I hear like when people talk about now, there's a lot of people trading Forex and people just are like, oh man, that's a dodgy thing. And I'm like, how's that a dodgy thing? Folk are making loads of money. And it's because there's risk. But see, you just change, you start looking at things differently and you go, you hear about someone like, like I see someone that's maybe like going and starting their own business or whatever, or they've invested in a business mentor or they've, I mean, I go, man, that's incredible. That's incredible. You've just done that. You've just done what literally so many of the population are not willing to do. You have just taken a step to do something that's actually going to take you to places you've probably never been or never even thought of going. And it, it all starts off with just going, I need help. Like, I, I need to, and it doesn't matter if it's literally, we just literally got a house and we've had to renovate the entire thing because the guy in before thought he could DIY the entire house. And literally, this is a disaster. And but that's someone that's just like, it's cost lots of money because someone else didn't ask for help. I mean, like, it's just a, a, like just an yeah. example in life. Like, whereas 
I would never think now to like, I'm not a joiner. Like I'm not an electrician. I would never ever think to just go Aye. like, why would I think? Why would I just exactly. go like that? Why would I go, oh man, like I've never built a house before. I'll take a stab at it, man. I mean, I've floor, I'll put that in. <laughs> like it's mental, but folk actually think that way. And then they end up folk go, like people end up in bad yeah. positions in their life purely because they're just so unwilling to ask for help. Do you know what I mean? They just don't see value and like, why would I do that? Like, mm. it's funny though, man, but um, I, have you got any other points yeah. to add in, mate, from what we're talking about here? No, I, I just, that that last point, that's one I say to my clients all the time is like, with with like tradesmen and people like that, like imagine, like obviously I'm building the gym out in my back garden just now. Imagine I try to do that myself. I can barely put a shelf in the wall, but it would, like that that gym would be an absolute nightmare to, to try and do yourself and nope. I would end up doing nothing because because I'm like oh well, I need to do it myself I've got no idea where to start yeah. so I know you need to start with the foundations but I, I still wouldn't know where I, I know now I have a wee bit of knowledge but I still probably say I'm still not ready to build that so I think it, all these sorts of things are intertwined and related like like because it seems like such a big thing you end up doing nothing because that whole paralysis by analysis, you start over-analyzing things and everything you need to do. Whereas it's genuinely someone's job to get you to break it down, focus on the little things that can bound over time and get you the result. And the thing that kind of beats me is that like when you see a client and they get a, they get a result and then the friends start asking them why or how they got that result and then they tell them, and but like, oh, I can do that myself. Well, why, why are you not doing it yourself then? Because information is out there. Everything I've ever said to a client, everything I've ever said in life is probably somewhat subconsciously taken from stuff around me, information. So the information is out there, but all we are is like professional sifters to sift yeah. through the shit and give you what you need. Yeah, I said like once I said before, I think, what was it? We just, you just literally, you just, you're a professional problem solver. That's it. Like you're mm-hmm. just literally, you're just going, right, what's your problem, man, right? Just do this. It's easier doing it this way, and it's amazed. It's like like yes. I was watching like when I watch like people in my house doing things that have been like electricians or anything. I'm like, look at watching a plasterer do what they do. I'm like, they make like imagine I attempted. To, <laughs> imagine I try to plaster my house. Like it would look like bloody the moon. It would look like the landscape of the yeah. moon. Like <laughs> to, be, to be fair, I'm going to try and paint. I'm going to try and paint my walls next week. We've been pa- <laughs> like paint the paint. We've been painting, man, but I hate it. The painter's it. not coming, so... Painting's, the, painting's the worst thing ever, man. That is, like... See, when you watch anyone in their job, like, I was watching a painter do their work. It's actually such a skill. Like, see, just watching someone... Like, see, when, like, like I love... Like, see, when you say, like, when you watch anyone do anything, if someone does it for a job, they're going to be fucking unreal at it. Like, see, if someone's been... But yeah. say, saying that, we were just talking about personal trainers that have been doing it for 10 years. <laughs> true, <laughs> true. Telling you to put more weight on one side of the bar to the bench. But like, uh, I like, I don't know how you, I, honestly, man, like, I remember I came into the industry and this isn't, I just, I, I find me to bash other people, but like some of the advice that I got when I was starting off by people that have been in the industry way longer than me. And it's like, how yeah. in four years have I learned what I've learned and they've been in when I started talking to them for 10 years? And I've like, it's, it's crazy, man. It's, I suppose though, where it goes back to what we we're saying, where does that lie in that person's list of priorities? It's the same with like achieving a transformation. The penny might not have dropped yet that they need to do. It's it, it just kind of goes yeah. back to that mindset thing, doesn't it? Like they're just doing it for the wrong reasons. They, I suppose it's like anything else. If you wake up 
you hate your job and you just see it as a wage, it's probably going to reflect in what you do each day. It's probably going to just yeah. be the absolute bare minimum. Same with your results, same like anything else. But I am, um, yeah, like and if, before we um, obviously finish off, there's loads of good points. And I don't want to go down the route of like bashing people that just told me bad information because I suppose we could all do that every single day. Um, have you got any sort of like, where can people find you, Sylvester? What's your sort of your plugs for everything, mate? Uh, just, Sylvester Sweeney PT, uh, same on Facebook, Instagram, and I think I'm Sylvester Sweeney PT, maybe Mr. Titan Fitness on YouTube. Um, podcast is the Get a Grip show with Sylvester and I think is that is that it? Yeah I think so mate yeah when yeah, my, think, when my pals were telling me the other day to get on TikTok and I was like I do not need it. Uh, I've, got, I've got TikTok I've, I've, got, I've got more followers on TikTok than I do on Instagram I've got like yeah. five and a half thousand followers yeah. on TikTok because <laughs> of like viral viral food videos like like I've got videos on TikTok that have got like quarter million views and yeah. stuff like that because because of that. It's just it's it's mad how much you can grow on that. But then I've got ones with like three views. Um, and it's just it's a weird platform, but it's just full of it's full of kids liking your fake away videos, but um, <laughs> it's exactly gonna be it's not exactly gonna be customers, but that are never gonna make it. <laughs> uh, I, I know exactly, but but yeah, no, but on it. Honestly, man, thanks for coming on today. We've probably spent the best part of two and a half hours talking today, mate, on the past two podcasts and chatting in between that, man. So it's been nice to properly meet you and actually chatting that as well, mate. So yeah, lastly, guys, if you have obviously really enjoyed the podcast, one of the things that Sylvester mentioned in his one as well, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, rate it. Literally get that rating on there. I don't even know how to do it. I was talking to Sylvester. I'm so useless with tech, um, but I'm sure you'll figure it out, get it done. And if you have enjoyed the episode, make sure you tag both of us in your Instagram or your Facebook story and literally tag us both in it, share it and spread the word more because there was loads of stuff in this today. And I think it's just, it literally, it's it, we've, I feel like we've accomplished what we set out to do, which is class. So thank you very much yeah. and have a lovely day, guys.